your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I love it until it's like the final and then I'm just done with college football because it's so anticlimactic. I heard it was a good game, though. We had a good game where we were at, though, watching uh, the Avalanche and the Kraken, and that's what we're going to discuss. So welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciate it. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, the Avalanche. Uh, Not the way we thought they would draw it up. But in the end, they get the two points, and they didn't have to go to overtime to get it. Uh, and four to three was the final. Philip Grubauer back in Denver, as is Jonas Donskoy. We'll talk about it. Uh, yeah, not the way that we thought it would go, but in the end, it's one in the win column, and it's two points in the point column. So that's really all that matters. So. Before we get to that, I just want to throw out the social media where you can find us, LOP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow the show over on our YouTube channel. Here we are on YouTube. Subscribe and get notified when shows go live. All right. Um, Yeah, needed the third period to have another comeback effort. And they do pull it out. So... Overall thoughts. We'll start there and then kind of break things down. It was weird going into the game. I think it was right before we got the news about Lanniskog, and you could kind of see that him not being there was very noticeable. Um, that heart and soul was gone. And it's 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 a problem with the Avs when a player goes down. It takes forever for them to get their synergy, and uh, it was evident until about the third period when things started clicking and. It was great to see Grubauer versus Fransos. <laughs> well, let's okay. So there's two things that I want to get to. We'll start with the Grubauer thing. Um, you know, he, he who knows why he didn't want to go up against them in the first game. And like I said before, we like to say like oh, he was just scared. I, I, I don't imagine that was the case. But what? Where's why is there such love between Avalanche fans and Philip Grubauer? Like I don't get it i i feel like it's a little bit misplaced he wasn't here for that long uh and he he had in all intents and purposes one good season which we were hanging our hat on and wanting to bring him back i wanted him to come back too i'm not trying to like now that he's not part of the avalanche like say like all these negative things about him but um he's not a part of the avalanche and he chose not to be part of the avalanche yeah you know with with, with jonas donskoy it's different you know that really wasn't up to him it was that was a expansion draft i would have loved to have him back too i love that team from last year i want as many yeah. guys from that team as possible back grubauer is is old news to me because yeah. he he took the money and fine if you want to go do that do that but i don't understand where this love comes from for philip grubauer when like it's not like he's his all-time av and 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 you know he like i said his tenure here was pretty short um and in the end he shunned you. So yeah. you're you're the enemy now. I mean, I got no like I have respect for him as a hockey player, but like I'm I'm not rooting for you from afar now because you used to be an avalanche. That's not where I am with Grubauer. I think a lot of the love comes from it was almost like a Franco's uh Grubauer situation. Like Grubauer was backing up 
Semyon Varlamov and then eventually took that job from him. And it's one of those that he took over the job at the right time. The Avalanche mm-hmm. started ascending during that time and everybody just kind of felt like that love and passion you had for Grubauer. You kind of lived it out through him. Like you made the right choice between Varlamov and Grubauer and you felt justified in your fandom there. And when everything was rolling in the way that it should go, he turned his back on us and right. thought the new uh, Seattle Kraken would be the greatest place to go for his career. And it has it. And I think those same fans are also feeling sympathetic in a way. Like you heard it in the first period, there were grew chants. And I was like, guys, <laughs> wrong team. I know. Uh, I, I don't like, I'm, I'm, why aren't we like that when, when Alex Kerfoot scored? When, um, you know, on Toronto the other day, we didn't let like Ryan O'Reilly that... take the cup around uh, Ball no. Arena when he won. So I don't get it. It's like it's not. No, it's not. Once an Av, always an Av. It, it's you know, it's not that way. I I would have rooted more for Donskoy than Grubauer. Yeah, I, and and you don't hear any love for yeah. for Jonas Donskoy. I don't get it. I just feel it's misplaced. Uh, and they had high hopes for him when they when they brought him in. Like he yeah. was your goalie for the future. Mm-hmm. And in the end, he, like you said, he he turned his back on the abs. We will, a little bit foreshadowing here, we will talk about maybe why he did that and other players on Wednesday's show. So yes. you're going to have to wait a couple of days for that. That's going to be fun. Uh, but um, the other thing was was uh, Burkowski, and they moved him up to the top line. I think that was, when, when I read the lines, I was like, okay, I think that's a pretty good move. Like you're going up against you know, a team that you really should mop the floor with. So he's struggling. So bring him up to that top line against them. If this was Toronto, I don't know if that would have happened. I feel like they they brought him up to the, the top line against a team like Seattle. Get your confidence up a little bit. Maybe you can do some things against them that, you know, will, will just make you feel good and make, make you say like, all right, I'm getting kind of back in the flow of things. And, I, and I, it didn't happen. Did not happen. And you know what it felt like to me, and this is just how my brain works, so, I mean, ride with me here. When I saw him get called up to that top line, I mean, what's the one thing we talk about with Berkey? He's good for a game, a month. Streaky, right. I feel like this was Bednar kicking the tires on, okay, prove yourself. Like trying to catch lightning in a bottle, like trying to catch that one game, picking when that one game is going to be. if you can't force him into that one game, the deadline is coming up. Uh, you know what, man? Like he, he we really got to watch that. Yeah, really, because um, he didn't. He didn't play well again. He had a horrific blind pass <laughs> in the defensive zone, and you know it, it's tough. You don't want to throw blind. If you're going to throw a blind pass, do it up against the boards. He threw it directly in front of the net. Yeah. He, and it wasn't like he was behind that. He was off to, he was against the boards and he just threw one of those backwards passes that went right into the slot. It didn't turn out to be anything for Seattle, but Holy crap. You were like, like, why would you do that? That is yeah. high school amateur hour right there. And last year, it's not like we're going after Berkey because of him not being able to score. Like we defended uh, Belmar all year last year. He wasn't a scoring threat at all. But he was a leader and he was a facilitator. Berkey is making mistakes now. Like, it's fine if you're quiet, but once you're noticeable for what you're doing wrong, 
then there's a problem. And that's what we're starting to see. Granted, we're not too far removed from the hat trick game, but tell me about something else. Yeah, and and if you want to point to the stats, I mean, he had two assists on the day. Okay, like fine, but I, I, I'm I'm looking deeper than that. Mm-hmm. I I'm not just looking at a score sheet and saying and that tells the whole story. Um, it really doesn't. And let's see, I want to find that he had an assist on the last, one, which was the second assist. And where's the other? Oh, the oh the Abe Kubel goal. He yeah. had an assist on that. So a very up and down game for him. I would say more down than up. The the up would be the two assists. Sure, you got two assists, great. Um, but but you you made some really questionable decisions on the defensive end, uh, in my opinion, for him. But um, where are we? All right, let's get a uh, a break in with uh, Primal Origin Oils and then continue the discussion. So you got Beard, get Primal. And you heard that right. If you got beard, you get primal. If you or someone that you care about has a beard, it needs to get primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with a product. But primal origin oils will stop the itch and make your beard look healthy and groomed. The products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients. And with a low impact on our planet, primal origin oils makes bombs, oils, and whipped butters that are renowned as the best feel in the beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the USA and the combo kits make a great gift at any point throughout the year. So go to primaloriginoils.com, use the promo code locked on and you get 20% off of your order. Once again, the promo code is locked on at primaloriginoils.com. All right, so what else we got? Um, just the overall feel of the game was just very, uh, like, you don't want to say this was like a trap game for the Avalanche. And I don't think, like, I'm listening to kind of like the Altitude crew as they're talking about them and on, uh, you know, intermissions and stuff like that and saying how that they're not playing that well. I didn't think the Avalanche played that poorly. I, but they, like they didn't play great by any stretch yep. of the imagination. I'm not trying to make say, make it sound like they played well, but it was not like this this horrid game that they were playing. They were getting looks that you could tell. You could mm-hmm. anybody that people that don't even watch hockey could could watch the first couple periods of this and know that the Avalanche were the better team. They're the more skilled team. They had really good looks. They just couldn't put the puck home. And you, that's why you kind of felt good that they were never out of the – You well, first of all, you feel like they're never out of this game for what they've proven the past yeah. few games. But um, against a team like Seattle, you could see them generating really good looks. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, they just have to get a few of these through. I'm not – we know what we're getting in Grubauer. He's going to give you some juicy rebounds. Yep. Uh, I, you just felt like it, they, they just had to stop – Seattle from scoring um, and then just hammer home some of those looks. And that's really what happened. And the Avalanche just kind of, kind of took the game by the throat. Yeah. It, honestly, we're facing a back-to-back. We're playing Nashville tonight, but this is like the kind of performance you expect on the night two of a back-to-back. Just kind of that. Yeah. I mean, it was like, weird. it was like, they were just like, I want to say like a little lethargic, but they, they were, and it wasn't even sloppy. I don't. I don't know. I don't know the term it, to describe it. 
I it's honestly I think a lot of it's contributed to a lot of that emotion had to go in the overtime win against Toronto. And mm-hmm. it's hard to yeah. it's hard to get yourself back up and Can't like okay. That. Yeah, it's Seattle. Like we just scored a touchdown on them last time we played them. Like you're going through the motions and I think the Avalanche were going through the motions in this game. It wasn't poor, it wasn't great. They were just going through the motions and even at C plus levels for the Avalanche, it's good enough to beat teams like Seattle. Right, right. I would say the, I guess the term I would use may, maybe be like uneven. Yeah. You know, because there were there were shifts that they looked really good. And then there were other shifts where Seattle looked really good and, and Avalanche struggled again to get it out of the zone. And they struggled, you know, their, their penalty uh, or excuse me, their power play did not look no that well. And and Seattle has a poor penalty kill. Mm-hmm. But to to watch this game, you would think Seattle's in the top five in penalty kills because they they looked really good in the, on the penalty kill. Um, I don't know. I just I feel like the the Kraken gave the abs like a lot of space to do stuff. And the abs were doing it, and it was almost like we're not used to this. We we've we the the last handful of games that we played are against you know, save for Chicago, but Chicago gave you a good fight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and you're you're fighting for everything. And here's Seattle just letting you skate around, time and space all over the place. And it's like the abs didn't know what to do with it, so they'd make the extra pass and make a fancy pass, and it and it would just not it, it, Instead of just, you know, trying to fire one on net, get a rebound or something like they were playing the game that they had played the past few games. uh, But Seattle was not playing the style that the Avalanche had played in the past few games. So it was it took them like two periods to realize, like, we we got to do this differently because this team has given us whatever we want, really. I mean, they they were skating everywhere. They were giving us so much space that. Like Sam Gerard was doing that La Tornade move about five or six times wherever yeah. he wanted to. Yeah, yeah. They didn't believe in what they could do against the Avalanche, and they were letting us make mistakes, and we were giving it to them a couple times. And then, yeah, I think honestly, like you touched on it, I think the special teams going forward it has to be addressed. There has mm-hmm. to be something done. I know uh, we were talking before the game started that Bednar was talking about shifting the penalty kill well we're at 50 percent on the night so i don't know if you could say that's a win but if you look the avs are zero and seven in the last two games with the power play so something has to give there i don't know and if they were sustaining possessions in the offensive zone when they're on the penalty like okay and they do from time to time uh, but the, the the they just don't have that killer instinct on when they're on the power play and the same when they're on the penalty kill, maybe even worse on the penalty kill. And, and Bednar had said there was going to be changes uh, going into t- last night's game with um, in regards to the penalty kill. But it was I mean, you only saw two of them. And once again, like the first one they gave up. Mm hmm. Your, your first penalty that they, they gave it up. Who scored that? Um, you know, was it? No, let me see. Was that McCann? No, no, the the their the Kraken power play was scored by Johansson. Oh, that's right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it it's a problem. It's a problem, and it you know. Playoffs are, you know, a little bit ways away, so you have time to correct this. You're not even halfway through the season yet, but 
Uh, right now, that is the Achilles heel for the Avalanche. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. And it's, um, yeah, go ahead. It's weird. Like, if we are able to come back from a goal deficit, two goal deficit, three goal deficit, and win games, why is it so hard for us to score on a man advantage? It yeah. just it just does not it make, make sense. sense. Does not make sense. You're right. Absolutely right. I don't know, but the way that the ads are playing, I, I I was happy that they were down two to one. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Like again, I don't want to call this a trap game, but they needed something to wake them up. Much like Jared Bednar made the goalie change mm-hmm. to to wake the team up against uh, the Maple Leafs. Uh, maybe going down two to one and then three to one against the Seattle Kraken. If that's you know, you don't even need to make a move if you're yeah. Bednar. The scoreboard should be enough to really make you want to, you know, up your game. And I I feel like, like I said, although I felt like they were playing relatively well for the most part, um, they really kicked it into high gear in the third. And um, what was the, I think the, the final. So in the third, uh, it was 14 to eight in terms of shots on goal in favor of the avalanche. I, I thought it was much more than that. It seemed, <laughs> it seemed like it was more than that. They, it they really were, did. Yeah. They really were turning it on when they had to. And you had the, uh, Devon Taves goal, which if they had overturned that, mm. uh, I don't know what, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what I would have done, but it would have not, it would not have been. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm all I'm going to say is I don't remember who it was against. It was uh, Vegas, clearly mm-hmm. Vegas. And I remember who it was on. It was early in the season. This was like one of the first, maybe like 10 or 12 games of the season. And a player on Vegas did this exact same thing. I don't even want to say that. It was, it was in my opinion, they always say the distinct kicking motion. Mm-hmm. What the Vegas player did was a distinct kicking motion. They were saying he was trying to stop it with his puck, whatever carbon copy of what Devon Taves did. If they had overturned that, we would not be recording right now because I would be on page (laughs) eight of my dissertation to the NHL front office. Dear Mr. Front Office. Dear Mr. You Know Who, Kamish, uh, you know, because it was uh, Vegas, I would have gone crazy. Crazy Vegas had gotten away with that and not the Avalanche. And when that when that goal was up for review, I I was sitting there thinking I was like, not this way, not this way. Because <laughs> that would be one of those that if it was overturned, I doubt the Avs could come back. It's t- I mean that's like we were saying against Serrano, you you, you exert all this energy mm-hmm. to pull even, and now you got to go to overtime. You got to do it again. Same thing with that. You you get the 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 game tying goal. And then if it was removed, you're like, all right, let's regroup and do this again. Sometimes you don't have you don't have any to do it again. So it, you're right. Yeah, you could see Taser the when he's doing a celly, like he's there's no real elation. He's just like, guys, let's yeah. just get this done and drop the puck. Yeah, like, <laughs> I always watch that. I always watch the questionable ones. What's their reaction? Because you know, like you can read it on their yeah. their body language, right? If they know. And he kind of it wasn't like uh like he didn't he he celebrated but if he if it was the distinct kick he he would have not even like yeah. any of his teammates it would have been been just no nah, guys let's uh this is getting reversed <laughs> yeah. you know deep down but hopefully they see something that 
that they keep it, but that was totally uh, within his his realm to redirect. It was not a kick. Yep, not so, a kick at all. Not a kick. So, um, and then your boy came through, and we'll get to that right after we hear from BetOnline.ag. And BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond uh bet online remains your number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022 it's a new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit using the promo code locked on from football basketball hockey boxing and ufc right to your favorite vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022 bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports it's where the game starts that's betonline.ag so what do they tell a shooter in in uh, the nba just keep shooting shoot 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 shoot, shoot. And eventually you'll break through and, and the floodgates open. Uh, kind of something similar to Kadri. He just kept – how many shots on goal did he have? Ooh, good question. Six. Six shots on goal, uh, which was only second to who else? Nathan McKinnon, who had seven. Um, but that's what he did. Like, I felt like Kadri was having a frustrating game. Yeah, like he couldn't get off the edge. He couldn't beat the defender off the edge. He was like the the, the puck was getting poked away from him all the time. Um, he just couldn't do what he wanted to do. He's frustrated. Um, and then came some open ice for him, and he buries the game winner past Grubauer. Yeah, he you could see it. Like he was getting there was a couple times that he had two men on him and just making him uncomfortable. Like he was taking, as you said, six shots, but he didn't take a comfortable looking shot all night until that last game winner. And you could see the frustration mounting the more the game went on for him. And you're like, okay, we're not getting anything out of Nathan McKinnon. We're not getting anything out of Berkey tonight. And it might not get anything out of Kadri. And then you're like, you're really starting to try and find somebody to step up. And when Kadri finally did and roofed that top shelf shot over mm-hmm. Grubauer, you could see just like pure elation and relief in that man. And that Sully, like you could feel it just vibrating through the television. Like he was so excited because he finally put that one in continuing and it's, it's starting to get a little publicity now, but the man is scoring 13 goals on the year. He's doing incredible. Really is. Um, we didn't even talk about really Abe Kubel. I was so rooting for him yeah. to, to, to get a hat trick. That would have been spectacular. He's been he's been playing great. Yeah, he's been playing very good hockey. Even Benner even said after the last game, thought he, that was far and away his best game that he's played since they they got him off of uh, waivers. But um, you know, and he does all this in modest ice time. Yeah, you know, he had twelve minutes of ice time. I think he had Seattle. seven against the Leafs. It wasn't a lot. Yeah. So he's he's taking the minutes that he's getting and and making them count. And all that leads to is just more minutes down the road. So um I'm I and you can tell like he when he's out there, he is putting in effort. And yes. that is all you want from those guys on on those bottom six lines. And and he's giving it to you hand over fist right now. He's he was a great addition so far. 
it's it's reminding me of the beginning stages of the Valer- Valeri Nachushkin experiment when he first joined the Avs. Yeah. Like an out of nowhere, everybody kind of gave up on him. But his minutes, he's rewarding you for the minutes that he's getting. And then you see, I wouldn't be surprised if later on down the road he is just like maybe third, second line. Like he's he's putting okay. up that kind of effort. Yep. Um, and you you, you mentioned it, Chuskin. I'm going to give him a pass on this game. I mean, he, yeah. he got over 19 minutes of ice time, but I he just I think he needed a game just to get back into the feel mm-hmm. of things because he, he he was in his normal self, like kind of like breaking up uh, passes on like a four check or anything like that. Like, um, I didn't see a ton from him tonight. I, did, I I really didn't like he was he was kind of quiet, but that's okay. Like he's he's just got to get back into uh, into the thick of things. So, um, and you know, like we said in the beginning, Gabe Landeskog did not play because mm-hmm. he had and he's tested positive. So it's not he was in the protocol, and we'll see what happens. Like if he tests negative, he can test out. He tested positive. Um, Jared Bednar did make a comment after the game saying i'm trying to find it here quickly basically like he doesn't want he doesn't want the nhl to test asymptomatic players anymore hmm. at all um here's i don't i get we don't want to spread it to everybody um but he talked about the nfl and how mm-hmm. the nfl has relaxed testing and he wants to see the nhl do the same so i think this is a thing where yeah you know Gabe Landeskog has tested positive, and the only reason they caught it is just because they test so much in the yeah. NHL. It's not because he was feeling things and said, you might want to test me. It was just they're testing everybody all the time, and they caught him for it. And apparently he's asymptomatic, not feeling anything. Jared Bednar just went on the record and said, "The NHL, I want the NHL to change that. You think it's going to ha- I don't really see it happening. I mean, maybe he's right. I don't know, but... Um, I find I it funny know. that these comments are coming out as we're getting ready to play Nashville, where everything went south. True, I didn't even, I didn't even think about that. I didn't yeah. even think about. It. <laughs> uh, so, so he's out. I mean, because he is positive, he's he's out pretty much all week. And three games out for. And without Gabe Landeskog in this game, it'd be remiss to talk about this cracking game and not talk about Miko Rantanen. And mm-hmm. him breaking up that shot and his effort on the ice tonight, incredible. A lot of them. Him, uh, Eric Johnson had a nice yes. diving save towards the end there. And, you know, it was one of those games where a goalie was pulled. We haven't had one of those in a little while. For I know. Game. So, it was, you know, it was exciting. And at the same time, you're like, man, like the Kraken are in this thing. And I know – parody is what the nhl hangs their hat on and it's a good thing but it's not a good thing when you're an av fan and you're going up against the seattle crack and you're like no th- this should be what game one against these guys was yeah but you give seattle some credit here you, you, avs didn't play up to their standards by any stretch of the imagination and seattle played the best that they could possibly play seattle can't play better than that they can't yeah. and this is you everyone has to remember this is what 38 games together for the Seattle Kraken like they're still figuring this out as a team right. as a unit what lines work these guys have a, they don't have history together like this team is new and trying to find its balance 
And it's yeah. a lot, it's a lot different team than what we saw earlier in the season. Yeah. And I think you saw the 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 issues there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can look good early in the game on the road. Uh, it's t- against a good team. You know, when you give up a three to one lead, that is demoralizing for an expansion team. Mm-hmm. It's demoralizing for any team. But what you know, when, well, like I said, when when a team gets up three to one, and that's that is the best that they have to offer, and the other team comes back on you, it's pretty much in the bag at that point. Because yeah. it's it's just it's so tough to come out of it when when you're on the road. If you run home and the home crowd is cheering you on, maybe you get some extra endorphins going. But on the road, and surprisingly, did see a good amount of Kraken jerseys in that arena the other day, which is weird. I don't know how that happens. How, how does how does one who who lives outside of Seattle in year one become a Kraken fan? Unless you 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 were you live there and now you have moved to other places of the country. How does that happen? How, how do people in Denver become Kraken fans? I don't understand. Or, or hey, any any city across the country right now, I don't get it. They're cool jerseys, but that's not enough to make me want to jump. Very cool. I but, came uh, this close to getting a Brandon Tenev. So did you really? Oh yeah. Uh, if I got one, it'd be uh, it'd be one of those blank ones. <laughs> I, I can't support any player on there right now. Like. Get a, even a down score. Get number one fan, 32. <laughs> 32. <laughs> they retired 32, so I'm looking at 32. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> Whatever. Um, all right. So we're back at it tonight. It's yeah. the Nashville Predators. Very big game. You're going to see Darcy Kemper back in action. So hopefully uh, he puts up a, a good performance because you're going to need it. Because uh, I, I I really like UC Soros. I think he is a fantastic goalie. And as young as he is, uh, it upsets me that the Avalanche are going to have to deal with him yeah. for a long time. So, But another good goalie. And we've been having pretty good luck against mm-hmm. good goalies over the past couple of weeks. So... Any 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 last thoughts on what to expect tonight against Nashville? It's one more revenge game. This is one more that you could purge off the record of a bad Avalanche game. Hmm. If we can get revenge on this one, you have a really good feeling going forward. Yeah. No. It's twelve in a row for the Avs at home, but this one is on the road in Nashville. And then who's after that? I believe it's Winnipeg. No. It, yes. No. no. Winnipeg again? No. 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 Who is it? Come Arizona. On. Arizona. Oh, the back-to-back in Arizona. Arizona yeah. on Friday. The home and home and back-to-back. So you win this one. rest of the week is looking pretty good, but who the heck knows because the Kraken was supposed to be a pushover. And, uh, yeah. yeah. You got back-to-back Arizona, then Minnesota coming up. So You do. Exciting times for the abs. All right. That's going to wrap it up. Kyle and I will be back tomorrow to discuss the – Preds and abs. So hopefully another two points in the win column for the avalanche, but that's going to wrap it up for today. Everybody. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. Always appreciated. Check out locked on NHL for your second. Listen, get caught up in everything going on around the league for now. I am Christmas Ellie. He is Mr. Shaggy Von doom. Kyle Sullivan. This is the locked on avalanche podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go abs. Go. Go.